Back with another episode of Infinity Link, Everything Philadelphia Eagles podcast. And boy, ladies and gentlemen, do we have a special one for you. Coming off an NFC Championship victory against the 49ers wasn't the game we expected. Still pulling it out. Now the Birds is going to the Super Bowl. I got Mr. Drew with me. Yes, sir. Go Birds. Go Birds as always, man. I don't know if we need to sing the song this episode or not. I actually feel like it. I don't know. We, we, we might break it out. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to break down, of course, the NFC Championship game, uh, first, second half, go over the box score, and a little Super Bowl preview, of course, uh, we'll probably give a prediction on that. So diving right into the championship game versus the 49ers. We score on the first drive. Very controversial catch by Smitty. Actually, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm true at he heart. It was not a catch. Even he's seen it. You know, if you watch the replay of him, he immediately gets up and starts, you know, the hand gesture signal to the Jalen and the bench that he knows he didn't catch that ball. So yeah. uh, heads up play by the Eagles to get to the line and get the ball snapped before Shanahan had time to, to throw his flag. Yeah. And with that, the refs have been a big topic this week. I think I'll throw that in there for us a little later. But, like, on a fourth down conversion, I know both benches actually thought it was a catch, including the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on a fourth down in a conference championship, I don't see how that wasn't reviewed and we was allowed to get up to the ball and, of course, immediately nullify what could have been but I don't see how that wasn't reviewed. It benefited us, of course, and we absolutely scored that first drive. We got Mr. Booby Miles Sanders in on a touchdown, and uh, I believe uh, Mr. Kelsey joined him with a dance on this one. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. Yes, sir. And then moving forward, I want to say it was the very next drive, but the Hassan Reddick strip sack mm-hmm. well I think they punted once uh, no I think you may be right it was on that first drive they were moving and uh, Hassan got back there man and made a big play got us the ball back um, you know I don't think we were able to capitalize on that opportunity it stayed 7-0 for Quite a little while until your boy uh, Derry Sanders made a, a great play, man. Got to give him his props for that, brusting through tackles. Uh, wasn't nobody stopping him on his way to the end zone. Um, but then from then on, man, I think think we probably knew from there on out that uh, this was our game to lose. You know, then you got the Josiah Johnson fumble, which we were able to pop on top of. Um, if you remember, one of my keys from last week was we had to win the turnover battle. Uh, San Francisco had the highest turnover differential in the NFL. Um, so it was very imperative that we took care of the ball and forced them to cough up the ball. Um, so it was good to see us be able to do that. Um, Got to give the 49ers their props, man. They had a heck of a season and they just uh, just overmatched in that one, especially once they lost Purdy. Um, but I will say this, I don't, I don't see Brock Purdy putting up 31 points on our defense. Um, but then again, you know, who's to say we put up 31 points, um, without, you know, the help that we got from them, but either way, man, great, great all around showing for us dominant performance from the defense. 
Um, offense struggled, but of course you were playing the number one team in the NFL. That was expected. Uh, and I think really, especially in the second half, uh, we were more in, a, especially with our play calling, uh, trying not to get hurt mode. You know, we, we knew uh, that it was going to be hard for them to score and catch up to 21-7. So I think we kind of coasted towards the end of the game, which made the stat line a little uglier um, than it could have been. Jalen did um, did miss on some throws. I know there was two of them that if he would have, put it in AJ's bread basket like we didn't see him do all the year, we would have had even a couple more touchdowns. Oh, yeah, for sure. But diving back early into that game, Purdy came out pretty hot because uh, he threw three for three on his first drive before that fumble. It was a second and six, and I'm not sure what Shanahan was thinking on this particular matchup as far as blocking assignments go, but I think – um just based on what he's done this year, you do not put a tight end as the primary solo blocker on oh, that type right. of ed rusher. And no. think and about it, you still got a rookie Dallas, quarterback too. back there. You got to protect him a little yep. bit more than that. Yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, we talked about the film preparation and the study um, before the game. That's one of the things that if you notice them on tape this year, uh, they did that quite a bit. Um, I figured we wouldn't see it. I figured you'd see more of a chip or, you know, Hughescheck being in there to, to help. Um, but, yeah, that Shanahan's got to eat that one. Um, you know, the man got in there twice, went around the tight end twice. He's lucky Josiah Johnson uh, didn't get injured on back-to-back plays with his quarterbacks. Of course, he went down later in the game. Um, but that's, that's kind of what I've been telling people all day, man, is it? You know, yeah, a, a serviceable quarterback who could throw could have made a lot of a difference. Um, but we were in their backfield all game long, man. I don't think their line had anything for us. Um, and, and, you know, it was just one of those things, man. You you know, just like when we knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the game and we've knocked other quarterbacks out of the game this year, that is just a testament to our defensive line, getting after the quarterback done it at the best rate in the league, uh, highest rate ever for an Eagles team. So, you know, it, you just got to give them boys their props, man. It was just our day. Yeah, for sure. And after Purdy got hurt, like the game kind of stalled a little bit. I'm not sure if Sirianni got a little more passive after this, considering their starting quarterback at this point of the season was out. But like the next several drives – Three and out punt by us, three and out punt by San Fran. Uh, four, what was this? Yeah, we had a four play drive punt, mm-hmm. five play niner punt, three and out punt. And then Derry said, Yeah, it's time for me to come alive. He was very much involved <laughs> in this particular drive. He touched yeah, the ball almost every play. <laughs> That was the CMC drive, and uh, I think Jonathan Gannon and Nick got together after that drive and said enough of that crap because I don't think he had another five-yard gain the rest of the game after that. Yeah, because if we start off the drive, his first carry, well, actually it was a pass, caught it for nine yards. Second mm-hmm. and one, he goes, he rushes for three yards. First and ten again, another pass to Derry. Christian McCaffrey, uh, for everyone who's not following along, uh, goes for nine <laughs> yards. And then uh, Josh Johnson runs for two yards, incomplete pass. And then he just goes Hercules on us on that 23-yard rush. Man, nobody yeah. wrapped up. 
I think Epps had a chance. I think he was the initial person that had a chance. And he tried to blow him up. He was trying to hit him low. And, I mean, if you watched CMC this year, uh, you can't really go low on this guy, especially as a safety, as somebody that's probably the same size as him. You know, you may have a little real height on him, uh, but definitely not any weight. And, you know, it, it was a poor tackle by Epps. I know he was trying to make a big hit in the hole. Um, and then, I mean, hell, we went CJ DJ and uh, somebody ran Completely into each other trying to, yeah. trying to tackle him. Uh, Slay got his ankles broke on the play. Oh, yes. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, I think it was one of those things that, you know, it, it, it lit a fire in our guys because, like I said, you didn't see another five yard rush from him the rest of the game. I mean, he got hit in the backfield about five or six times after this. So, you know, I think we locked in. We knew, you know, that they, especially once Johnson went out, you know, there there was no way they could throw the ball, especially finding out today that he ruptured um, that UCL joint in his elbow. You know, there was no, I mean, he shouldn't even been back out on the field, but of course they had no choice. Um, and that's unfortunate. You know, we, we wanted to see a better game. It had been billed all week as, uh, you know, probably a matchup that was better, going to be better than the Super Bowl matchup, you know, two of the, toughest teams in the league and you know unfortunately for San Fran it didn't end up that way but you ain't gonna hear me uh, crying over spilled milk <laughs> no sir no sir and following that Derry Russian touchdown his best rendition of being Hercules because that was an amazing run that's just something that he provides and the 49ers mm-hmm. got them a good one going forward for what they did Next drive, we do end up scoring. I want to say this was a very penalty-riddled drive by the 49ers. It was. It was. And, you know, I heard a lot of whining about that uh, in the group chat and, you know, some of it on the, the page and stuff like that. But, you know, man, when you go back and you look at what was being done, um, and shout-out to Michael George, man, because he kept it real. And uh, a few of the others kept it real as well that, you know, it, they were dumb penalties, but they were penalties. You know, uh, only one that I think they really have a gripe about um, was the rough and the kicker. You know, you can say the dude was pushed into him, but, I mean, literally he blew past Stahl, and I don't really think Stahl shoved him. I think what everybody saw was they saw McPherson uh, push the the dude next to him, and so that made them think that. But, you know, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, hell, they turned A.J. Brown around on one of the calls where, I mean, you know, it hurts almost yeah, up throwing a pick on the play. I mean, but that was a blatant hold. I mean, it, San Francisco had been doing stuff like that all year. And I guarantee you one of the things that was talked about before the game with Nick and the officiating was, you know, to, to watch for certain things. Um, you know, they, uh, especially Tavarius Ward, uh, man, he's been holding people all year long. Um, you know, he's the, and it wasn't him. It was Jimmy Ward that got caught holding, uh, AJ, but I mean, there were two or three of them, especially on the one deep ball to Devontae that we missed on where he actually Ward made a decent play and broke it up. But if you caught the very beginning of that play where we ran that, you know, uh, we run that Smitty out of the slot going on a flop pattern and AJ ducking underneath on a slant. Um, you know, it, you could see, you know, as soon as Smitty started to get separation, he pulled on him, you know, and he was holding him. So, I mean, we didn't get the call that time, and I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. But, you know, it, 
it goes both ways, guys, um, especially in the NFL. And you can say what you want about the later game in the day as well. But, you know, there is emphasis on certain things. Uh, I believe one of the things that extended that drive was they hit Jalen out of bounds. I mean, come on. You they know, sacked and, him, actually. And then yeah. there was like an illegal use of hands. Oh, yeah, uh, the defensive lineman put his uh, hands in, uh, I can't remember, Dickerson's face. Dickerson, face man, was just like right there. It was just and, like. And had his hand, had his whole, I mean, man, if Dickerson didn't have a chin strap on, the dude would have been holding Dickerson's helmet in the air. You know, and, and that's just those things. I mean, man, you, those things happen. And they happen a lot when a team is beginning to get frustrated. As I'm sure, you know, sure, the 49ers had to be frustrated. You know, they lost their quarterback. They're not doing much on offense. Um, you know, one of the things that I noticed, and I'll have to start watching more of the All-22, but from the little bit of it that I saw today was, and it's what we've done to teams with good linebackers all year, especially teams like the Niners who have so much speed at that position, mm-hmm. is you, you slow them down. You make them think, you know, uh, there was one where Greenlaw, that was one of the ones for the touchdown to Miles. He, he got stuck in the mud because he was waiting to see whether we were going to hand the ball off or Jalen was going to take off. And then he took a horrible route. He tried to come under Kelsey, who was pulling on the play. And, I mean, Miles had a walk-in touchdown. And it's just, you know, just stuff like that, man. You, you see that stuff going on throughout the game, and that's what makes us so hard to defend. You know, people want to try to take something away from Jalen. But if you truly watch this Eagles team this year and you've watched how our offense runs, you know that our offense is predicated on Jalen making the right decision. Whether that decision is to hand the ball off, to throw the ball on a slant, or to take it himself. You know, there is a decision element to almost every play that we run, and it's what makes us so tough to defend. Yeah, and it's amazing that Jalen Hurts finally gets to be in a system where there's some cohesion, having the same coaches, uh, same offensive style, same head coach and all that for the first time since, like, going back to high school for him. So him being able to – he, I'm pretty sure he learned something different from every single coach, of course. Everybody has their own different philosophies right. and all that. Um but just being able to take pieces from what he's got from all those coaches and then finally have some consistency in the coaching room. Um, he's a smart, he's a smart man. That's one thing I never Absolutely. doubted. I didn't know if he was going to be able to make the throws like a lot of people. I'm sure I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, I no. thought that Jalen Hart hurts was going to be a capable passer in the NFL. And I mean, he's obviously right. proved me wrong and I'm a huge fan of him today. And Honestly, I think he's like the most improved player in the NFL. I don't really kind of see how you yeah. put anybody else over him just from the strides Absolutely. he's made from last year Absolutely. to this year. If he doesn't get hurt, he probably has a 4,000 uh, 4, yard passing season. He ended with like 37. Um, he Absolutely. ended with like six or 700 yards. Sure, Who's to say he does? Yeah. Finished with like 700, I believe, rushing yards somewhere in around there. He missed two games. Who's to say he doesn't get the 1K or. 900 plus rushing yards and as to his passing total and his rushing touchdown total and he's still in the MVP race as a finalist so that just kind of goes to show what he's done this year from a player who was starting his first year record wasn't really that great really didn't prove to anybody that he was going to be a capable starter after this year after that last season and us getting mashed by Tampa Bay on the road um, in the wild card round but coming back here he was Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're 
but coming back like around this season, like he showed a lot, he, the decision making, he's been in the field room, the uh, quarterback coaches that he worked with in the offseason, everything has shown his release is different. Like yeah. he's just more poised. He always had the running element and he can make good decisions with his legs just as a pure athlete. But just coming to the passing, understanding the defense is more what they're throwing at him. He's done great. And yeah, he's a certainly a top 10 quarterback in the NFL today. Absolutely. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. I was holding that in my bag, guys. Um, but, yeah, man, and, and I can't sit here and cap either. When we drafted him, I wanted to hang Howie from the cross. Uh, I had no idea what he was doing. And, and and then even further, you know, I I started to fall in love with this kid last year. I fell in love with his leadership. I fell in love with how hard of a worker he is. Uh, he really – him, dude – we have a head coach and a quarterback right now that truly embody uh, what Philadelphia is all about. They are a truest embodiment of Philly um, that I can remember. You know, obviously you could go back in time to the Bud Ryan days and things like that. Uh, but as far as a true embodiment of the city, from the coach to the quarterback, you know, to your defensive leaders, you know, it's it's all there. Uh, and, and honestly, you know, I'm I'm lightweight sad that we only got one one left. You know, win or lose, this has been one of the uh, funnest seasons as an Eagles fan uh, in my lifetime. Of course, we all remember 2017, and uh, you know, 2017 is a little more special for me because it's right when I was having my first kid and everything as well. Yes, um, you know, but just you know, to be where we're at, you know, I'd be remiss not to say something about Howie. But, of course, uh, back to the Jalen topic, man, you know, even coming into this season, I fell in love with him last year, and I know I started telling people in the offseason he was going to be a top-five quarterback in the league this year, um, and thankfully he went out and proved me right. But still, even all that being said, our biggest question mark coming into the season, I mean, go back and read all the media outlets. It was Jalen Hurts. That was the biggest question we had that we had to figure out coming into this season. And, I mean, I think we all knew by week eight, yeah, he's him. You know, uh, we're going to have to throw some money at him. That'll change the dynamics. We'll have a lot different roster next year. Um, but I'm not not ready to get into that. Like I said, I'm I'm still too in love with, with the product that we have here. Um, of course, if, if it was me, the GM on Madden, I'd be trying to sign everybody back. But we know that's not likely. Um, but you know, just, just the growth from the kid, even this year, you know, yeah, he worked out with Tom Brady and Tom Brady's coach in the off season. Of course, I think a big part of this too, is you had Brian Johnson, our quarterbacks coach, who will probably end up with the OC job before the season or, you know, before next season. Um, I think he was a big development in that too. You know, him and Jalen were friends. He recruited Jalen back when he was at Florida. Um, you know, so there was a lot of cohesiveness to go into Hurts. And when you add that on top of just the tireless worker he is, man, you know, what's the first thing he said yesterday? Job's not done. We ain't done yet. One more to go. You know, when you have the number one voice in the locker room saying that, and then you get, I think we mentioned this on another pod, the 12, 13, 14-year veterans saying the exact same things that he is, that's how you know you're on to something special, man. So, what a great ride. We got one more left. I'm not ready for it to end. 
Uh, and by God, we win this next game. We've got whole uh, bragging rights for a whole year. I ain't gonna shut up at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Diving right back into the game, man. After uh, Booby scored that touchdown uh, to put it us up uh, fourteen to seven. Very unfortunate. Very next drive, Josh Johnson fumbles. Um, he botched the snap. Uh, and yeah. guess who was there? Hassan Reddick to recover it. So Hassan Reddick had what? strip sack and recovery because he recovered the early one he had a second fumble recovery um and a second sack two sacks a forced fumble and two uh fumble recoveries so you know he's looking more and more uh you know i had somebody tell me today he's not even our best defensive player and I thought about it for a minute i said i don't know man you know we we got a lot of good players on defense but Man, and like I said on another pod, his signing just put us over the top um, as far as the defense is concerned. You know, look at where we were at last year, sacks and pressures-wise, compared to to where we were. And no, it's not all Hassan, but it's a mixture. And I would say as far as our defensive players go, if he's not our top one, then he's 1A or 1B. You know, if Slay's one or – you know, you want to pick somebody else's one, then he's definitely 1B or 1A. Yeah, life is great for him. I'm not sure if he's seen that during his signing, but, like, this defensive line, like, how can they double me? It was like, you kind of got to pick your poison, like, when you line up against these guys already and then add me, it's just like, well, sheesh. But, yeah, we immediately got that fumble, and it was towards the end of the uh, first half, which very much sealed this game. Um, got the fumble recovery, and uh, three plays later, we was in its end zone. Goddard had a catch. Goddard had two catches on this one. Uh, Greenlaw had that uh, face mask penalty. Mm-hmm. And then Boston Scott uh, finished off with a 10-yard rush for a touchdown yes, to put us up 21-7. Now, the physicality of this game was there. Oh, yeah. Our O-line early was resetting the line of scrimmage, and we was pushing them two, three, four yards down the field. They showed one, they showed one on NFL primetime last night. We reset them five yards down the field. The new line of scrimmage was five yards from where the original – you don't see that very often, folks. And not to backtrack too much, but I don't know if any of y'all caught Hassan Rick's, Reddick's tweet today. Uh, man, it was, it was pretty cool to see, so – he was talking about how Arizona picked him or picked him in the first round, one pick ahead of Philadelphia that year, and now here he is with the Philadelphia Eagles headed back to Arizona for a Super Bowl. Life's great for him, man, and I, I couldn't great. be happier for the guy. Yes, sir. And that was definitely not the position that the 49ers wanted to go into at halftime, considering Purdy's hurt and all that stuff. Um, going into the second half, started off slow. It was three punts to start the second half. And then we finally scored another touchdown, which we can just pretty much sum this up as the Jalen Hurts drive. Right. I think Hurts ran for about I don't want to sit there and tally up everyone. Yeah, he was closer to 40, but yeah, he was running. And that's silly. Uh, The drive could have stalled because this was the drive that we had the roughing the kicker penalty on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tough tough penalty. And then 
couple more plays down the road. Uh, Hurts rushes for 14 yards, and then the very boneheaded play, the unnecessary roughness, just pushes him all into the sideline. I was like, now why would you? <laughs> I was like, it was he that's got the yardage. I was like, yeah, that's when I knew we were in the Niners' heads. That that's when I knew it was no longer about beating us on the field. It was doing everything they could to make sure that they left a mark on us for next week or for two weeks from now. Yes, sir. And they even kind of fast-forwarded after that. 49ers got a drive. They ended up going down. We got a field goal. Um, uh, we got a field goal. Um, last play, there was the – yeah, Trent Williams got himself ejected for slamming our boy Wallace, man. That's and I can't believe Wallace player. got ejected for that. But I do have to take that back because if you watch the replay, Wallace gets up and starts swinging – which, I mean, how could you blame him? But I did see another angle of it today. Uh doesn't excuse what Trent Williams did, but he was protecting his teammate. Tavon had a hold of Debo's face mask and wasn't letting go. Um, so that's why he got slammed like he did. Uh, but like I said, at that point in the game, you know, the Niners had already known that they weren't, they weren't walking out of Philadelphia with a W, so they were just trying to leave their mark before they got out of there. Yes, sir. And the very next play. I I actually really love this play. Reed Blankenship blows up Debo. Facts. And causes him to fumble. I was like, okay. That's a nice way to show the physicality, especially at the mm-hmm. end of the game. I was like, you could have went for a safe tackle, but no, you hit him, got the fumble. I mean, it would have been downs anyway. It was fourth and three, and he hit him about six, seven yards in the backfield. But right. some of the great hit, love the effort. Uh, I love how Reed plays. For I sure. do too. I do too. He's going to develop into a, a really special player for us. Yes, it gives us so many options. You know, we had Maddox back, and you saw how huge that was. You know, Maddox made um, a touchdown saving tackle on one drive. Of course, he was the one chasing CMC on the end zone in their long touchdown. Um, you know, but from – and, of course, they had their issues throwing the ball, so we didn't get to see our secondary tested very well. But just the ability to move C.J. around um, and then package that in with throwing Reed in there for a few plays. I mean, we got some depth on this defense, man, and it, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, you know, it, it just – it gives me a lot of, of optimism Um for two Sundays from the last one, you know, um, we got the chiefs coming and I know we'll get into this later, but they're like in the bottom half of the league in most of the defensive categories. Um, so it, it, we we're setting ourselves up nice. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. And like going into like the box score things hurts. I didn't have to do much. He only threw for about no. 120 and had like 30 rushes. Uh, 30 rushing yards. Uh, every single Daniel running back average. I said Daniel can have his little party. Hertz didn't have an MVP performance, but, uh, you know, kind of like we was telling him this morning, we, we don't need it. You know, what do you expect when you're up, you know, 21 to 7 going into halftime and you know the other team can't throw the ball? Are you really going to go out there and drop Jalen back 25 times in the second half and put him in harm's way? Hell no. Keep the ball in the gown, keep that clock going, and let's get on to Arizona. 
Yes, sir. So nothing really eye-popping in a box score as far as yardage. A couple players reached the end zone a couple times, things like that. Uh, Booby had two. Um, Boston Scott got in for one. Uh, Jalen Hurts got in for one. Uh, Kenny so G had possible. another solid game, too. I mean, he oh, didn't, yeah. he didn't oh, yeah. touch into the end zone, but, you know, we're, we're really seeing the two-head punch start to form with those guys. Yeah, man. Every person that rushed the ball – uh, well, besides men's shoes because he kneeled, but uh, <laughs> every other running back or person that rushed averaged over three yards a carry. So that's huge right there. But Absolutely. man, let's let's give a round of applause for our defense because right now at this point to the playoffs we're up sixty nine to fourteen. Two amazing games by the defense. Uh, offense, the defense has honestly carried us, and the offense has just, you know, completed what was set forth of what the defense did. Um, right. Definitely think we're going to have to rely on our offense a little bit more going against Andy Reid. I mean, we know he has oh, yeah. an extensive menu of plays oh, yeah. <laughs> on, on that sheet of his. But, uh, man, something I seen yesterday, um, Gannon assures that he'll be back next season. Did you? Did you? You know, I, I know a lot of our fans <laughs> don't like that, but I'm I'm happy, man. You know, uh, sounds like D'Amico's, and they. It's funny they announced right after the game that Ryan's is the front runner for the Texans job, kind of like me and you were talking about earlier in the week. Uh, you know, but I, I know, like I said, I know some Philly fans might be, uh, but I, I'm happy, man. Um, real. Another year of continuity, you know, another year of him getting to pick players he wants for his system. I mean, look at the jump he had from year one to year two and just imagine. I mean, we could really have something, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, we make the right signings and I, I fully have trust in Howie to do that. Um, but, you know, with Scanning coming back for at least one more year, I mean, you can see this all over again next year, man. Yeah, for sure. I just like having that continuity. People learning Facts. the same system, you know, same nuances, all that good Facts. stuff. Because last time we won the Super Bowl, they took everybody but damn Jim Schwartz from us. <laughs> yeah. And I forget where he goes. Was it? It wasn't Miami. Somebody signs. For he's him. in Cleveland now. He's, Cleveland, he's Cleveland, got the Cleveland, Cleveland D.C. job. Yeah. And I immediately say, yeah, now their DBs are going to be lining up 10 to 12 yards in front of the receiver away off the line. Yeah, that good old that good old Sticks defense. I don't miss that. Yeah, man. I do not miss that. I mean, we, we was the only team in football that will run a damn Sticks defense and still let somebody go past the Sticks. Such a shame, man. Uh, Hurts, youngest quarterback to reach the Super Bowl. Back to mm. what he's come to be from a second round pick and wasn't pegged to be a starter pretty much ever in the league by most four people. years after getting benched in the national title game what a what a story of perseverance this kid is man and you know we won't go back into it but he philly built man he may not be from philly but he is philly built for sure and uh another round of applause for Hassan reddick and two playoff games Three and a half sacks, four QB hits, and that's not even counting his fumbles and his fumble recoveries that he's Is had. this his first time in the playoffs? I believe so. I would say so, too. I, I And, you know, to take it up a, even another level. You know, he had a tremendous season. 
We all know he got snubbed for defensive player of the year. He was the best defensive player on the field last night. That's all I know. Or yesterday afternoon, what do you even call it? You know, I don't know if you got to watch that video of Malata absolutely pancaking Bosa. Um, if not, I'll be sure to send that one to you. That was a pretty beautiful video. Um, you know, and, and round of applause for Lane Johnson, man. What a warrior he is, man. And, you know, you can't, at least in this last game, I couldn't even tell he was hurt. You know, the first game, uh, he got pushed back, and you could kind of see him grimace, and, and you could see it on his face that he, you know, a little uncomfortable. But that's the only sign of his injury I've seen in the entire playoff run. Um, you know, you wouldn't even know that man was hurt yesterday. He absolutely nullified Nick Bosa. I think Bosa only had one tackle for loss um, on a bad read decision by Jalen. You know, and like I said, our offense is completely predicated on this decision-making. So he made a bad decision, almost got a safety. Thankfully, the guy squats more than I can uh, – more, <laughs> more than me and you combined. Um, and, you know, got us out of the end zone. That was – you know, but, but see, those are the little things that people don't realize. That could have changed the whole momentum of the game back over to San Francisco because I don't even – I don't know that they had even scored yet. Um, and that's that drive is honestly probably what led to them scoring because they had a shorter field. Uh, Brett Kern had an awful day um, from the one that hit the wire to, you know, just punts that were just, you know, dragging up to the return man. Um, you know, hope I don't know how Sipos is, but, you know, <laughs> I never thought you'd hear me say this, but I almost wonder how soon Aaron Sipos can come back because I don't think Jeff Kern's it or Brett Kern or whatever his name is is it. He definitely, if anybody had a bad game, um, outside of the offense that, you know, just – I wouldn't even say the offense had a bad game. They just weren't – they weren't using, I think, as you alluded to earlier, the full extent of the playbook. I think the playbook shortened once we knew the ineptitude of the 49ers. You know, and, and like I said, once we got up 21-7, I think it was known. Like, we would have had to throw in a pick six, you know, to get them back into the game. Their defense was going to have to make a play to get them back in the game. And that's what Nick went into. I am not going to call anything that is going to give their defense an opportunity um, to turn things around. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And more so talking back on that game. Yeah, Kenny G is definitely keeping the momentum going. Um Howie Roseman, man, has built two Super Bowl teams around two head coaches and two starting quarterbacks over a five-year span. Certainly no small feat. And, yeah, Howie, we, all of us, have given you shit before. So, you know, apologies. Keep doing what you're doing. You're a wizard, bro. And how, and that, you, went from, <laughs> you went from Howie's got to go to in Howie we trust once again, my friend. So, you know, thank you for proving that, you know, Eagles fans aren't always right. Uh, I am certainly not absolved of it myself. I gave that man more fair share of hell. Um, and like I said, especially, you know, with the Jalen Hurts draft pick, uh, I was, I didn't understand it. I was mad. I mean, we just had Carson Wentz leading us to a playoff. Um, unfortunately, you know, the, the brittle ginger went down um, against the Seahawks that year, which is probably what made him trap Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, knowing that, you know, Carson just, when you need him, is he there? You know, and that's one of the things I'm so glad to see him come back from his injury. It may have affected some of those throws yesterday. You know, who knows? Like I said, there was a couple of them that he missed. 
Um, but you know, it's just one of those things, man. We, we truly feel and have the looks of a team of destiny. And, uh, I'm, I'm real interested. Like you said, Andy's going to have some stuff for us on his Waffle House play sheet. Um, you know, but we're going to make sure he, he gets fed a fat burger and goes on back home to Kansas City. Uh, you know, nothing but respect for Andy, though. You know, he, of course, the highest. I grew up, I, you know, I grew up with him as our coach. You know, I, I was very young and early in my fandom with Randall Cunningham. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even tell you who was the coach when I first became an Eagles fan. The first coach I remember uh, is Andy Reid, you know, and then we suffered through Chip Kelly, um, who, you know, thankful for guys. Right, and we got to thank Howie uh, for the Chip Kelly shit, too, because, you know, they had that big power struggle to where Howie got, you know, and that speaks to Howie's determination because Howie basically got moved to the mailroom when we hired Chip Kelly. Chip came in and told Jeff, I don't need him. I don't want him. If you want him as player development, you know, whatever, you go right ahead. And so Jeff knew what he had and kept him kept him there. And then when Chip Kelly's little – uh, flame went out. What was that? Two, three years. Um, <clears throat> you know how he was right back there, and, and just how quickly, like you just mentioned, just how quickly he got us there in 2017 with a second year head coach, a second year starter. You know, and that was in 17. If you don't remember, of course, we had a backup quarterback then who was a little more experienced, uh, a lot different looking of a team then. But then to turn around. Not even five years later, and again, with a second-year head coach and a second year as a starter quarterback, yes, guys, I know Jalen Hurts has been in the league for three years. He's been starting for two. He's been the unquestioned starter of the Eagles for two, two and a quarter if you want to get technical. Uh, but we have a second-year coach and a second-year starter, and we're going back again. Um, so he's definitely got something to that formula there. Um, and now it'll just be interesting to see how we follow up. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we're going to uh, continue talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break here. Infinity Link, everything Eagles podcast. We'll be right back to you shortly. Go Bird. Hey, man, what's up? What's happening? Dig this and check this out. If you like myself and you are tired of listening to the same old boring sports podcast, talking about the same old boring things, tired of watching the same old sports talk shows, talk about the same old sports topics, then you need to download the Beyond the Game podcast where we have an assortment of shows talking about an array of topics and nothing is off limits if you like the nfl we got you covered with that with our nfl fantasy football podcast if the nba is your flavor then make sure you check out our nba weekly recap show every single week hosted by myself kj and my boy ralph if you like particular teams we got you covered with that as well as we have my boy don jake coming through with his the hills have eyes podcast a podcast about all things north carolina related but bbn don't fret we got you covered with that because we have my boy rick the bull teaming up with bravo to bring you their uk weekly podcast about all things university of kentucky related and just added to the slate we have the philadelphia eagles podcast hosted by my boys Drew and Don J. But hey, check this out. If you want to sit down and watch us, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube channel, KY Beyond the Game. But anyways, that's enough taking up your time. Let's get back to the show and see what they talking about. 
Infinity Link, Everything Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Drew, Don, uh, more so diving into the Super Bowl and giving kudos to the team that the owner, Howie, the coaches have been able to put together. Um, our Eagles are the first team also in NFL history to score 30 points while allowing 10 points or less in back-to-back playoff games. So another yes, shout-out to our defense. And our running game also, I don't know if you had this save for later, I'm sorry, but our running game also set a record for most rushing touchdowns in a te- or by a team in a season ever. Um, you know, of course, people are going to – Yes, sir. And of course, people are going to say, you know, oh, there's that extra week in the season. This is why you're seeing all these. Man, I don't care about none of that stuff, man. Uh, we are, are touching uncharted history and we go into the mother freaking Super Bowl, guys. How about that? Who can honestly, out of us Birds fans, sit here and say at the very beginning of the season that you thought this was possible? I thought that we had, I mean, I've told you guys before, my goal before the season was to win a playoff game. Quickly, as the season started progressing, it became NFC Championship or bust. (laughs) Then is when the playoffs started. I said, guys, if we don't make the Super Bowl, I'm not going to feel good about this season. Um, So here we are, and now I'm sitting here on the prefaces of the Super Bowl, on the cusp, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, if if we lose this game, you know, it, it, obviously, you know, it, it, it'll be a reflection piece down the road. Um, but, man, I, I don't know, man. The more I, I feel about this team, it's how special they are. Um, and I just I, – I don't know, man. Andy will have some stuff in store for us. It def, They definitely will put up more than seven points. I can promise you the Chiefs will score more than seven points. Um, but I think with their bottom of the half of the league and almost most of the statistical categories, um, they're not going to be able to stop the run like San Fran did. I mean, San Fran held us to, what, 3.4, 3.8 yards carry, something like that. Um, and, and they don't have – I mean, I think they – I don't know if they start or they play like eight rookies on defense in Kansas City. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that could that could work, you know, one of two ways: either the moment become too big for them, or then be too young and too naive to even know what the moment means, um, you know. But I just, as I've been telling people all day, I like our chances. Oh yeah, for sure. Going more bragging on our Eagles. Also, the first team in NFL history to go to two Super Bowls in five years with a different head coach and quarterback combo. Two thousand. 17, we had Dougie P and Nick Foles. This year, we have Sirianni and Hurts. I mean, we just have to take a bow for Howie Roseman and our owner, Lurie. Mr. Lurie, yes, sir. They've done an incredible job with this team, and a lot of teams actually aren't fortunate to have a owner like that and also a uh, fellow general manager like that as well. So right. we're we're lucky and blessed to have those two gentlemen as well because Lurie has Absolutely. certainly turned around the fortunes for the Eagles. Most definitely. But yeah, previewing the Super Bowl, Eagles and the Chiefs, two teams returning to the Super Bowl, two teams that have been there fairly recently. We have the Kelsey Bowl. Yes, sir. <laughs> That'll be fun. Their podcast will be fun this week <laughs> if they do it. 
the Kelsey Bowl, man. Two brothers. That's going to that's gonna be a nice uh, footnote for any future arguments at the dinner table, man. <laughs> uh, right. Right. What was it? Jason tweeted out right after the game. I'm no longer right after the Chiefs won. He said, okay, my, my Chiefs fandom has officially ended. And uh, it'll be interesting. You know, Mama Kelsey's got that uh, dope-ass jersey, man. I don't yeah, know if you've seen it, but jersey. she's got that awesome jersey. So, you you know they're going to be there. It'll be uh, interesting. You know, they're going to they're gonna be the ones that are up cheering for every play, no matter what happens. Um, but, yeah, man, Kelsey Bowen, I know you got some more for us, so let's get into it. Yeah, man, we got Jalen Hurts versus Patrick Mahomes, two fairly actually young quarterbacks. That's a great thing. First time in NFL history, two starting black quarterbacks also in the Super Bowl, right. so that's also crazy. Love to see it. Love yes, to sir. see it. We got the Eagles versus Andy Reid, of course. That's a heck of a storyline just to see, like, ah, final boss, Andy Reid, your old coach. <laughs> yeah, we all have love that's for. That's the biggest one to me, right. That's, you know, and, and, and when they won the Super Bowl with him, you know, we weren't in it, and I was cheering for him. I can't lie. You know, I I will always, always appreciate and have respect for Andy and what he did for our franchise. Um, but if we're being honest about this, guys, you know, one of the big things with Andy, uh, you know, he wore out his welcome a little bit, especially when he hired Castillo as defensive coordinator. Um, you know, the end of his tenure with us was pretty rocky. And for him to go create what we had been waiting for the whole time um, in Kansas City, where, I mean, you know, you they're borderline dynasty. They they beat us, you know, in a couple of weeks, and that's another a run for their dynasty. Um you know, are they the Patriots? No. Um, but, you know, it'll be real good to, uh, you know, Andy, I love you to death, man. Respect everything you did for us. But it'll feel real good to keep you from getting your second Super Bowl while we get our second. Yeah, and honestly, what I think is going to keep Andy, I've preached this, I don't know how many times over the last few podcasts, Andy, run the ball, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Balance it out a little more. <laughs> and but, Kansas City does have a running back. Yeah. If he don't pat it, you'll make just, it through the game. Just don't keep he dropping pat back. You know, Mahomes is going to look a lot different than he did last night. He's going to be better. He's going to be a little bit more mobile. And, you know, he is that man. We have to give Patrick Mahomes that respect. He is the best quarterback in the league, bar none. Um, you know, but if Andy don't run that football – and keep our defense off Pat's back. Pat ain't going to make it through that game, man. You know, because those – I had a high ankle sprain. Uh, I wasn't in school anymore, so it's not like I really played sports. But I did, you know, playing pickup basketball. I came down wrong on somebody's foot. And, man, it was like six to eight weeks before I could even get on a ladder to do my job. Back at the time, I was working in the construction. <laughs> and I, all I remember is just that thing hurts to walk. Um, much less try to put any pressure on it. Now, you know, we got those good drugs in the NFL and, you know, they take care of pain management pretty well. But you could you could see it, uh, especially on the play um, where he got pushed out of bounds. You know, he's still not 100%. So, they're, like you mentioned, their running game is going to be a must to keep us out of their backfield. Yeah, and I don't know if Andy realizes it. Like, he's had some – nice 
pickings of running backs like over the course of his career. <laughs> Isaiah and that Pacheco had these dudes coming one. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, dude's a seventh round pick out of Rutgers. Pick not long before Brock Purdy was, Correct. you know, and he's now. I don't even think Edward Tiller gets carries anymore. No, I seen but, Ronald uh, Jones get a carry. The former Buccaneer mm-hmm. get a carry. The last yeah. game, I was surprised by that. And he had Jamar Charles when he first went there, I believe. Um, and that's when, I mean, you, you saw it happening. He slowly started moving the Chiefs from a running team to uh, air it out. You know, you're going to get in an air raid game with them. Um, and that's, you know, I, I think that plays so much into our hands. Their wide receivers are, let's let's not call them below average because that would be a slight to them. But their wide receiving core, to me, is much like the Giants is. Um, They got some decent guys, but there's nobody on that core that scares you besides Travis Kelsey. Um, So I think you will see a mixture of TJ and CJ DJ doubling Travis um, most of the game. Uh, I almost think this will be the game where we dare them to run. Um, and if you remember from the season, as it's been talked about, you know, we've not had as much problem in the playoffs, but the deep run defense was a big problem for us during the year. So, yeah. you know, Andy, if Andy's not going to run that football, Kansas City has no chance. Yeah, no Kansas chance. City has two speedsters back there because Pacheco is no slouch. He has speed. No. Um, yeah, that boy's Jarek, fast. Jarek McKinnon, whether he's catching it out the backfield or just running through a hole. Um, has been injury riddled through most of his career, dating back to his time with uh, who was at the Vikings. Um, but yeah, the guy's fast, um, very dangerous out of the backfield, can catch um, all that good stuff. But yeah, He's going the back to Andy Reid, like yeah, he had Kareem Hunt that he wasn't a early round draft pick, and he found superstardom there, of course. Then the unfortunate event, and he ended up in Cleveland. I still think that guy's a starting running back for a lot of teams in the NFL. But yeah, just have oh, to absolutely. Pick that <clears throat> um, somebody will pick him up this offseason. He'll be in somebody's backfield next year for sure. Uh, one big thing I have for this uh, matchup: we have to keep Chris Jones in check. Um, he actually just recorded his first playoff sack this last game. Yep, got so, two of them. Yeah, so let's definitely keep him in check. Um, Kelsey's got him. Yeah, I think between Kelsey and uh, Isaac, I think he'll be okay because I think he plays on the right-hand side of the line. So I think that's a Kelsey and an Isaac job. And, you know, we haven't mentioned and, – and this is a good thing. Now, I'm, not, I'm not knocking you at all, Isaac. We have not mentioned his name much at all in the playoffs. And, and linemen are the ones – that we always talk about, they never get the credit they deserve. Now, thankfully, our line get, does get a lot of credit because people realize how absolutely dominating they are. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it, you you see this stuff and and, and you don't hear his name mentioned. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you he hasn't been called for a penalty. He hasn't been blown by for a sack. You know, I, I don't think you've heard his name at all. And as a defensive or an offensive lineman, that that means you're doing very well. You know, the more you're talked about, it's probably because of a penalty or, you know, something you did giving up a sack or, you know, you can't guard somebody or whatever it is. Um, so shout out to Isaac Samalu, man. You, you're probably the least well-known name on the line. 
And uh, you, you're putting in work, man. Don't think it goes unnoticed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So definitely keeping Chris Jones in check. Um, huge matchup, nonetheless. Um, I'm definitely hoping that our our line is going to be better than what the Bengals put out there last week for sure. Bengals was down three starters, and yeah, it wasn't yeah. good for Burrow. Uh, so hopefully we'll have a chance to actually get at those young DBs and, of course, push the ball down the field. Um, and continue our strong run game, of course. I want right. to say definitely go more with the rush, which is, I mean, who we naturally are, and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field because yep. that's just one guy I don't want to give too many possessions just because Facts. of the type of player he is. Like, he's on a tier by himself as far as quarterbacks goes. There's tier yep. one. That's And the scariest part about Kansas City is they can put those points on the board in a hurry. So, you know, we could we could get up early and, you know, unless you got about a 28-point lead on them, I'm still not going to feel comfortable um, with the magic and stuff that they can work. You know, they, they still can put up points at a, you know, fast clip. Um, it's nothing to see them have two and three play drives that end up in big scores. Um, so that's – we're going to have to stay to what we've stayed true to all year. Uh, I expect to see a lot of um, leaving the the underneath routes alone and trying not to get beat over the top. Um, but you just got to make sure you can't lose Kelsey there. Because um, like I said, Mahomes can put up points in a hurry. Yes, sir. And we can do some boneheaded things because I noticed in that AFC championship there was some boneheaded mistakes by the Bengals. That last yep. drive that the Chiefs got the ball. The Bengals punted it to the middle of the field. There was like what, like maybe, maybe a minute left on the clock. Right, tie game. I want to say it was. Uh, punted to middle field. Sky Moore takes it back for about twenty twenty five yards. Great return. Now Patrick Mahomes has about forty seconds, and he's on your forty. <laughs> right. So it was just kind of like, and then he make a he made a good run, and then unnecessary roughing. Uh, you know that pretty much <laughs> the game. The game. For him. I was like, well, sheesh. I'm like, so small things like that, because it's just like, uh, miracle in the Meadowlands. Yep. Giants had his dead rights. Punter guy just kicked it to the middle of the damn field. He got his ass chewed. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. like why would you punt it to him? He's like, I told you for us to talk about. He's <laughs> like, I told you, why did you punt it to him? Right, and Jim Fossil was losing his mind on the sidelines. <laughs> it was like I told you before you went out there, do not punt him the ball. <laughs> so yeah, small things like that. Um, defense should be fun. We're gonna have to stay disciplined. Um, it's Patrick Mahomes for Christ's sake. Um, he doesn't – he's going to get a little healthier, I believe. I don't know how yeah, much yeah. healthier, but we I want to put him on the move for sure just yep. to see him still make those throws and push off of that right foot to push the ball downfield. He has amazing arm talent, so, I mean, it limits him, but, I mean, his arm talent does make up for some of the things that he right. probably can't do when he's not 100% healthy. But, uh, yeah, keep everything in front of us. Um the scary part is, is just when everything breaks down, I hope that Mahomes doesn't have that much time in the pocket to do all of that. 
But when right. things breaks down, you know, scramble drill, everybody finds a way to get open. Most likely it's going to be Kelsey. But, I mean, they still do have a guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, over there. Um, he hasn't been performing probably up to what people think. But, I mean, he's a player that's capable of doing the things that could possibly ruin our Super Bowl chances, of course. Right. That most definitely. So, yeah, keeping them in the pocket, um, he does have some fast receivers. They have Valdez Scant- Scantling that's on the outside. So, keeping them in front of us, not letting them get the big catches, things like that. Um, yeah, defensive line, continue doing what you guys are doing. The defense is going to be the reason we win the Super Bowl. Um, I do want to yeah. see a more fireworky performance out of our offense, but you guys have been doing an amazing job. Just me as a fan, I kind of want to see Sparks just to end the season. Um, but Sparks can come from any unit. It can come from special teams. It can come from defense. It can come from the offense. Yeah. However we get it and however we get the Super Bowl, do it what you got to do. <laughs> yes, sir. But I so, want to tell you, I got I got one brief, brief prediction. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we know the NFL awards will come out this weekend. Um, we already know Patrick Mahomes is going to get the MVP. I would be shocked if he didn't. So what I want to see is that added element to the game of where you've got the MVP versus the MVP runner-up. And my bold prediction is Jalen Hurts will outplay Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You heard it here first, fellas. I've been high on my guy. I told y'all before the season he was going to show he's a top 10 or top five player, top five QB in the league. And I think this is going to be the big one, man. I think, I think finally, you know, Jalen's had, and we haven't needed him in the first couple of games. So who's to say if we really needed him to stretch out and get, get the ball deep, you know, what would have happened? But I think you're going to see um, two, three touchdown performance. Let's say two in the air, at least one on the ground. Um, but yeah, I think this will be, um, the Jalen Hurts has arrived game for the rest of America. Cause as you see in our group, we still got, it ain't a lot of y'all, but there's a little handful of y'all that still think he's overrated. So, uh, we'll take care of that for you. Uh, not this coming Sunday, but next. <laughs> All right. Do you have any score predictions for this game? What you, what realm do you think it's going to be? Oh, I really, really just I, – I don't think they can match I, – I, I don't think this is a good matchup for Kansas City. Um, the worst matchup for us is is here we go, man. We talked about this last show. We've got Jonathan Gannon against the best quarterback in football. Um, we've been hard on him as Philly fans. Me and you have been hard on him as podcasters. Um, what are you going to do against a premier quarterback? So I think you'll also see a few things Gannon's got up his sleeve for that. Uh, my score prediction, man, I'm going to go 28-17, Bird's Dub. 28-17. Okay, 28-17. I think our offense is going to score 30 again. So that's first off. Okay, I like it. I like it. I want to say, I don't know, our defense giving up that many points? It is Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say 24-38. I was going to say 31-38. 
I was like, I don't see our defense giving up 30. Giving up 31 points. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't – you know, Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, there's limits to their offense. And I know that Rex Ryan was talking about it last week. I think this is the week when they play us that you will see it where they miss Tyreek Hill. They do not have – I mean, they got some speed, but they do not have that guy that can just flat out take the top off your defense that would cause Kelsey to be open more because you're having to double on the outside. So I think you'll see him miss him a little bit more against us. I mean, I was – I can't lie, I was pretty excited to see Slay and Bradbury go up against Higgins and Jamar. Um, Unfortunately, we won't get that matchup. So it's I can't tell you that I'm excited to see Slay and Bradbury go against Juju Smith Schuster and Marquez Valdez Scantling. It just the names don't pop for you there. Um, I just I really think you know Travis Kelsey is going to be Travis Kelsey, um, but as long as and you alluded to this earlier, Jarek McKinnon um, I, is he healthy? I, I I don't I don't know that I saw him much Sunday. Um, but I would assume he's going to be healthy for the Super Bowl. He is the one. He does so many things for their offense as far as um, opening up the passing game for him a little bit because he's a home run hitter. Um, You can also hand him the ball out of the backfield. So, you know, as long as we keep those two guys under check, uh, I I don't – I really don't think that Jonathan Gannon is going to allow Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes to beat him. All right, but yeah, um, Jared McKinnon is healthy. Last game, he just had four carries, one yard, but of course he goes through the air, so two receptions, 17 yards on four targets. Um, yeah. That's just a guy I want to key point because he is one of those people who gets the ball and see space, he's gone. Pacheco yep. can do the same thing, and he plays with a little power as well, so yes, I'm pretty sir. sure he's going to be hyped up to be in this position, um, coming from being a seventh-round pick, a backup running back, and yeah, I'm pretty sure every carry that he gets, he's going to, you know, run it with some intention for sure. Um, I'm hoping that we will be able to limit their rush because um, that will be good and that would cause for Patrick Mahomes to drop back more. Bengals got three sacks on him. I say we can at least match that if he's going to drop back 40-something times um, because the Bengals held Kansas City. 20 rushing attempts, 42 yards. Um, I certainly yep. believe we can match that for sure. And, I mean, um, let's be real. The Bengals don't have a single name on their line that can compare with second. any of the big names on they ours. They do got one big guy I love, and I wish we signed him, but, honestly, there was no room for him. For him. Uh, DJ Reader. He came over yes. from the Texans via free agency about a, two years ago yeah. now. Yeah. Like that guy, man. They got oh, a couple yeah. guys he's on there. Eli player. Apple makes a name for himself, but he's in he's in a secondary. <laughs> Boy, I, you know what? That was, that was the other matchup I wanted so bad was that for his little trash talking ass to have to deal with Smitty and, and AJ all game. Yeah, man. And, and I just feel like Quez would burn his ass for real too. Uh, just being honest, you know and. and Quaz, I ain't forgot about you, my boy. You're going to make me look stupid, man. You got one game left to make this big play I've been waiting on from you. Um, so, hey, ain't, ain't no better time than the present, my guy. Yes, sir. And um, Cincinnati was able to get 71 rushing yards on them, and 30 came from Burrow. 
So Oh Lord. I didn't yeah. you didn't I didn't I guess man, I was so in depth with our you know, watching our trophy ceremony and then I flipped over to NBC Sports Philly and watched so I, I did miss a good bit of that that Chiefs and Bengals game. Joe Burrow ran for almost forty yards on him. Four carries, thirty yards. Oh, 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 Lord! Please. <laughs> now we know they're not going to run the same type of defense against us. Of course, but that almost just made me feel like I need to go. You know, start and throw down a grand. Uh, I don't know if we're favored or not. Still, I think it was us favored two and a half last night. But somebody told me that swing this morning back over to Kansas City. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, man. If they're gonna, if, if Joe Burrow can run for thirty yards, I'd hate to see what Jalen Hurts will do to him. Yes, sir. Um, tapping more into Kansas City. Uh, Valdez Scanlon last game versus the Bengals torched um, the Bengals for six receptions, 116 yards, and he had a touchdown. Travis Kelsey seven receptions, 78 yards. Uh, Pacheco even got in with the receptions, five yards, 59 yards. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, can't let them get open. Um, even with the back spasms, it was for brother Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey. He still had 78 yards and still caught seven receptions on yeah. eight targets. And, so. and boy, if you watch that post game, you couldn't tell he was hurt. He's running around calling people jabroni. And yeah, hey, man, the Kelsey brothers, you know, they, they are a true national treasure, man. Um, and that'll be one of the fun parts of this, the weeks leading up to this. Like I said, I can't wait for their pot if they're even going to do one. Uh, they ought to have their mom come sit in the middle of them for the pod, <laughs> um, you know. But Travis has a – hey, man, y'all ever want to be dumb in Kansas City? We're still going to take him off your hands, and, and Dallas and Travis could be our one-two punch. God, could you imagine tra- Dallas, Travis, AJ, and, and Devontae? We know that will never happen, guys. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. But uh, Travis has a lot of respect for the city of Philadelphia. You know, he, he called – our stadium, when he visited uh, for the NFC Championship game back when we played the Vikings, um, and he was there, he said that was the absolute loudest he thinks he's ever heard a stadium before. Um, and just, he, you know, he's another one, man. I wish he was a Philly guy because he kind of embodies it, man. You know, hard worker, likes to talk, uh, not afraid to let you know what's on his mind. Uh, you know, he... Man, I, like I said, I, I'm going to sound like a fangirl over here, so I'm going to stop now. But you're all right in our book, Travis, but not this week. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Eagles in the Super Bowl. We have a top 10 draft pick coming up. How about the bird? <laughs> we have two first-round picks next year. So, yeah, whatever it does. Great. Yeah, life <laughs> Life is certainly great. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, sir. I love that moment seeing Sirianni um, and his daughter middle of the field making snow angels in the confetti, man. Yes. Yes. If you got to catch them on the uh, post game, (laughs) they crack. His kids crack me up, man, because his little girl, you can see she. She knows what dad's doing up there. She get, probably gets kind of bored with dad sitting there. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but he was getting uh-huh. on to all three of his kids. So I'm going to sit straight, look forward, and shut up. <laughs> and as a as a dad, you know, with two young kids, and I know you can attest as a father with a young child as well, those those moments mean more to us as, as parents than, than, you know, the rest of the people. But it's just, 
we got a good guy under center. We got a good guy running the organization. You know, we got good guys all over. And uh, one thing I do have to say to the 49ers fans and you too, Michael Parsons, because I know you was running that yap about bullying the bullies. Well, don't worry, big bro in Philadelphia bullied the bullies for you after they took your candy, man. Um, and that, you know what, they they talked all week about how physical the 49ers team is. And I think that put a chip on our shoulder because, uh, man, they were hitting out there. I mean, from the line, uh, I mean, even the running backs was hitting folks, man. It, and we've been doing it. You know, we have shown in both of our postseason games that we are a dominant physical team. So, I, you know, Kansas City's a lot more finesse, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I couldn't even name three of their offensive linemen for you, um, you know. So it'll be interesting, and maybe we'll have to see if we can't grab a Chiefs fan somewhere and have him come in and see if we can't do something next week. (laughs) Yes, sir. And I want to talk about the efficiency of the defense as well because, again, this week, none of our linemen played – well, this week, none of our linemen played over 30 snaps. Josh Sweat and Reddick led the way with 29 snaps. Just think how efficient Hassan was in 29 snaps. That's huge. Right. And Yeah, and just having the luxury of all those. <laughs> who who would have thought that we'd see Gardner Minshew? Well, let me rephrase this. Who would have thought we'd see Gardner Minshew in cleanup duty in both of our playoff games, man? Uh, it, it's beautiful, man. He got in last night. Uh, I was screaming. Uh, before we went down and kicked that field goal to go up 31-7, I was screaming at the restaurant, why the hell is Jalen still in the game? Uh, <laughs> you know, so, so shout out to our guys, man, you know, got us off the field a little early, um, you know, even more time. And, and that's Nick gets it, man. Um, you know, he may have never played this game at this level, uh, but he's been around it long enough to, to – he truly gets it, man, and – you know, you hear it from the players to uh, the rest of the coaching staff all the way to the front office, man. You know, uh, how how silly do we look now for clowning him for his uh, stuttering interview, you know, two years <laughs> back? Because, uh, you know, everybody was saying, what are the Eagles doing? This man ain't going to even last a full year. And you know what? Halfway into his first year, sitting at two and five, it wasn't looking like he was going to last very long. But, you know. Just shout out to the determination and the grittiness of this franchise from the top to bottom, man. You know, no one likes us. We don't freaking care. And we just keep on plugging and keep on getting 1% better every day. Shout out to you, Jalen Hurts. I literally use that in my business plan now. Um, You know, but we get 1% better every day. If you know what? I feel like Jalen Hurts, even if he holds up that Super Bowl trophy, you know, his his big line last year at the end of the season was my third season starts tomorrow. I feel like win, lose, or draw, he's going to come out with season four starts tomorrow, no matter what happens in the Super Bowl, because that's just the kind of player he is. And, man, we're just so blessed as Eagles fans. I think going out on a long limb here, he is going to go down as the best quarterback in Eagles history. Uh, I think he will surpass McNabb um, and Cunningham. Um, I mean, hell, he's already, you know, technically surpassed one of them just by making the Super Bowl. 
uh, and put himself on par with the other one in year three. You know, this kid, barring major injury, has at least 10 more years um, of good football, and he's just coming into his prime. So imagine imagine us being able to say he wasn't even at the best version of himself yet, and he got us a Super Bowl title. Um, I know Doug caught a lot of rap for calling this the new norm, uh, but he's right. It is going to be the new norm in Philadelphia. Um, so get used to it. Uh, every other team that, that checks in on this podcast, man, I hate to tell you, man, but we ain't going nowhere anytime soon. <laughs> and just more to brag on Hassan a little bit here this week. He logged five pressures on 14 pass rush snaps. So <laughs> as far as the playoffs, 12 pressures on 36 pass rush snaps in the playoffs so far. That's, that's good. That's, that's what, like 25 his- Yeah. <laughs> That's a quarter of his pass rushes. He's he's affecting the quarterback. Yeah, so, so Mahomes I, is going to drop back forty point. times. Yeah, so if Mahomes <laughs> is going to drop back forty times, and he's getting the quarterback and at least creating something on one out of four play. I mean, play into our hands if you want to. But I like you know Andy's too smart for that man. I think I think you're going to see some trickery coming from the Chiefs. Um, you know, I think they'll do some things with some misdirection and running the football. And I mean, because that's if you want to beat us, that's where you beat us. And that's that's the problem is the Chiefs really aren't built like that. The Chiefs aren't a grind it out. We're going to control the clock and keep your offense off the field. They're not that type of team. So they really present a lot of opportunities in this game for us to do what we've continued to do. Control the clock run the football, and keep the other team's offense off the field. You know, were we really that scared of Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy? No, I wasn't. Um, you know, but but there is a fear element with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the longer you leave him on the field, the more you're asking to get hurt. Yes, sir. Javon Hargrave also had a nice showing. Um, he had two total tackles, one sack, one tackle for a loss, and also a pass deflection that was almost a pick. Now, Dominican Sue, who was technically our third defensive tackle in terms of playing time, but he almost played as much as Fletcher Cox. Sue led us um, in quarterback hits with two of them, and one of them also knocked Josh Johnson out of the game. Man, uh, big time hit. Big time hit. That's just, you know, that that's an embodiment of his career. Yes, sir. So, definitely um, – the steal of the NFL offseason was Hassan Reddick by far. Um, it's amazing. We do have the luxury of these players. It probably will not completely come back together next year. But the cap also just went up by $16 million I've seen today. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> hey, you know what, though? You know who looks at that and smiles is, is, is Jalen's agent. I can't remember her name. Also, that's oh, another yeah. first that we also missed here. She is the first female agent representing a quarterback in the Super Bowl. So shout out to his agent, man, and shout out to Jalen. You know, he's got that all-female um, financial team that handles all of his, you know, management and things like that. So, you know, shout out shout out to both of them, man. You know, this is great things. We'd love to see the first. Uh, we hope this kind of stuff is the new norm, you know, being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, if you're not a fan of black quarterbacks, I don't know how you're a fan of the Eagles. 
Um, you know, so it, it is truly beautiful um, to see a game where, you know, we got two good guys, two, you know, let, let's let's not look at their skin color for a second. They're actually two really good dudes who embody what a role model should be for the younger generation. Um, so we got a treat, man, and, and enjoy this because you don't see this very often. A lot of quarterbacks in this league, I'm not going to say no names, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers <laughs> are assholes, um, you know, and there are a lot of them are about themselves and not the team. So, you know, we, we got two good dudes here um, who are all about winning. They say the right things. They do the right things. Um, and, and what what better of a matchup to have, um, you know, for somebody like your son to look up to, man, you know, in a matchup like this. You got neither one of them got problems. You know, there's there's no issues there. There's no nothing that, you know, the white media likes to try to, to play them down because of. So, you know, this is truly enjoyable and something I hope that you sit with your son and, and are truly proud of, man, because y'all deserve it. Yes, sir. So I'm going to leave us with four quick hitters and then we're going to leave this. Four reasons I think we win. The running game, obviously. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Last week, Chiefs uh, struggled to guard Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, two amazing receivers, by the way. Um, they had 12 catches for 158 yards. So these cornerbacks that they're fielding are going to have their hands full, certainly with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Um, next one, we have the best offensive line in the league. So whether it's passing or running the ball, our offense is going to start with our offensive line. Um, I hope Landon Dickerson's okay, by the way. Um, yeah, best offensive line. Also, the biggest. 70 sacks, and we're facing an injured Patrick Mahomes. 70 sacks in 2022. Third most in NFL history. And four of those players have double-digit sacks, of course. So getting Patrick Mahomes to the ground will definitely be essential. I definitely expect us to get several uh, sacks. I know he likes to do those underhand passes. So, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is full of tricks for sure. I do think those four reasons are the reasons why we'll win this one. And I think we're going to be hosting that Lombardi and bringing a second one within five years and going into an amazing offseason. And I'm pretty sure everyone else is hoping for the same as well. I'm going to text you as soon as we get <laughs> off the pod today. Because what I'm going to do is, is I, man, I, I know I own my own business now and things. Um, shout out to American Family Insurance for making that possible. Um, I used to work for State Farm, and I probably could have got a deal on some tickets down to the game. But I, it's too rich for my blood, man. Uh, we both raised a family, so I'm going to tell you what. I ain't going to look for tickets to Arizona because that's, you know, out of our price range. But what I'm going to look for us is, is we going to get some tickets to Philly and we going to do this <laughs> broadcast live from the parade, guys. So if I can make this shit happen without getting divorced or my wife killing me, Samantha, I love you, baby. <laughs> um you know, if I can make that happen, man, we're going to go to Philly and celebrate with the rest of the Eagles fans. We deserve this, man. I wanted to go so bad last time, and I couldn't go. I had just changed jobs at the time and, and just didn't didn't have it to get there. Uh, yes, sir. But, but we got to be there, man. I, I got to see Kelsey in his mummer's outfit, um, throwing back <laughs> beers, you know. 
That, man, that that was too lit. And if you saw, <laughs> hey man, hold on. You? Hello, this is Don with Infinity Link Everything Eagles Podcast. If you're hearing this message, it is probably because Drew and Don have went over their meeting limit, and the meeting ended abruptly while we're in the middle of talking about the Eagles. As always, this is in cahoots with Beyond the Game. Shout out to Cowboy Q for allowing us this platform. Go Birds. E-A-G-L-E-S. As always, Philly Philly, we love you, and we'll catch you on the next episode.